Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast. This is Randy Hess. And... um, I'm here with Hal Habaker. It's good to be with you. I'm fighting a bit of a cold. So if you think my voice sounds real low this morning, uh, that's why. But I'm doing well and uh, pressing on and God is good and we keep growing. You look good. I got to say you look healthy. So good for you. Well, an interesting thing. I have a beard. If you can see me uh, last week, I was diagnosed with a basal cell skin cancer. And they took a uh, biopsy of it. So I got a little hole here in my cheek. So I've decided not to shave till yep. all that, uh, till they take that out. Uh, that's happening next Wednesday. But yeah, so I've just decided not to shave and give that place to he- give that time. To well, heal. you're trying, you're trying to join uh, Seth's gang, I think is what's going on here. Seth um, has got a nice looking uh, set of growth there. He looks uh, a whole lot better he, than me, though. Yeah, he looks good. Uh, you look good, too, Hal. Anyway, you, let sir. me get on with our, let me get on with my curiosity, if you don't mind. Just a second, I'll I'll mention what I what I'd like to. I, I hope you have a comment on this. How uh, I get it. Uh, so in the seven essentials, which is a a key component of finishing wells, uh, ability to help people who want to follow along, who want to think about their lives in terms of what what they want to do with the last quarter of their life. The seven essentials is really a, a kind of a uh, a benchmark series, if you want to call it that, of ideas that they can use, and I think that they can uh, contemplate what and how they want to finish their lives well. And uh, in the so, I'd just like to talk about something that you use. We haven't talked much about it at all, but uh, I just keep every time I hear it. I think you do such a good job of talking about it and explaining how it can have relevance. But I'd like to just delve into a little bit more today. And that is this this point you make on the first essential how of growth. Um, And the point being that without growth, uh, we are going to fade and fade, sometimes fade fast. Uh, or sometimes slow, but we don't even realize that we are not keeping after our own, uh, shall we say, personal uh, makeup, personal attitude, personal outlook on life. We're not paying attention to them. So growth is helpful to us in keeping ourselves alive, keeping ourselves going, keeping ourselves uh, uh, pressing on. Anyway, in that discussion how you use a really good illustration with a graph and uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the graph I think it's helpful uh, to us uh, in our uh, journey of life but I also think it's helpful just in explaining something the graph if I might define what the graph is or what a graph means is uh, just a simple diagram and the diagram has two lines one horizontal, one vertical. Uh, in the jargon, 
of the graphing industry. <laughs> There's uh, they call those axes. Uh, I, I'm not going to go too far into that. You know, I'm not going to get into trying to be a mathematical genius here today. I'm just going to keep this simple. So for our purposes, uh, the graph has a line on the lower part that goes horizontal. It has a line uh, going up from the lower line at the lower left-hand corner, and uh, it's a vertical line, and that's it. So picture those two lines on a sheet of paper, and then the graph is about what happens to people over time. Uh, Probably it's actually about research on what happens to about anything over time, unless it's uh, mended and taken care of well and replenished and all that. And that is, it's called the, if I might, a curve that, uh, a line that goes on this graph, the left-hand side being the activity line or the vertical line is the activity line, the, the horizontal line is the timeline. So, Timeline would be similar to my thinking around age. You know, we all have our timeline and we all have our aging process. And then we also all have our activity. You could use other words there besides activity and we will, won't we, Al? But we will. there is a relationship that has been determined in uh, the research world. And it looks kind of like a giant S, a giant S. Am I right on that, Hal? Yes. Giant S. And the S, so picture an S starting kind of near the bottom left-hand corner, proceeding upward in a curve, kind of looping like a, like a giant uh, roller coaster at the top, coming and then coming back down. That's the S curve. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Well, it means that uh, over time, the natural order that, you face if you neglect or if you allow things to go uh, that way is decline. In other words, the more we age, the more we will have a chance and opportunity to peak and decline. And Hal makes a beautiful point about that. There's a way to overcome that decline if you wish to. I'm not saying that you won't we're not saying how are we that you won't have health issues that you won't have challenges in life uh, because you try to do something different but you will have a better what we would argue and I, I agree 100% with how is that if you pay attention to yourself in this sense that you are aware of the fact that you might decline that you don't want to just allow it to happen and sit in your chair, easy chair, and and kind of allow it to happen and not worry about anything or not be concerned about anything. Yeah, that's fine, but it doesn't help you in your attitude. There has to be something else that enters into the picture, and that something else is kind of a new curve. So near the top, you being aware that it might be that a decline might be coming to you personally, that you look at what you would like to do with yourself to help that decline become rejuvenated. And when I talk about a decline, I'm talking about a decline, not just in physical health. I'm talking about a decline in men mental, 
uh, awareness, mental ability, mental interest, mental interest in yourself or and in life in general, and so that decline can get really tough in your latter years without an intervening variable. And that intervening variable is what Hal spends time on with people in the seven essentials that we argue is a, <laughs> is a critical aspect of you moving on with your life in a new and rejuvenated way. Hal, I butchered that a little bit, but am I on track? Yes, yes, you're on track. You want me to explain a little bit more of what we're talking about? Would you tell us how you got into this and how you came up with that idea? I will. I and We call it the sigmoid curve. It's an S-curve. Uh, it's a mathematical concept which graphs energy that sustains something or depletes it. So your S-curve, if there's energy to support, it keeps going up. If it's depleted, it starts to turn down. So it's a mathematical concept, and it's used a lot in understanding how business changes, how life changes. So you got the S-curve, you're going upwards, but at a certain point, it loses energy and changes and begins to come down. So the idea is that in this sigmoid curve, you need to start thinking ahead before the S-curve reaches its apex and begins to decline. You need to start a new S-curve, which re-energizes what your growth is all about and maintains the upward S-curve idea. It, you know, the idea is everything changes. You know, I'll give you a couple simple examples of this. Technology changes. I don't know if you remember what the original cell phone was like back in the 80s. You know, it was a big, heavy box. You had to carry it around. But, you know, you, it, it changed. So as engineers worked on keeping it up and advancing the technology of it, now I have a little, what, three by five inch cell phone, which does everything even more than what computers did a long time ago back in the 80s. So the S-curve reaches an apex and begins to decline as the old technology changes. And if you're not on the cusp of new growth, you're in trouble. You begin to decline. Now, let me give you a couple other simple examples. Uh, you know, in the healthcare world, the charting system of doctors has changed in the last 15 years. Everybody's gone to an online charting system which is different than the hard charts that doctors used to have in their offices. And let me tell you, this has frustrated a lot of doctors. Now, it's made people retire, you know, so the technology of record keeping changes. So you've got to decide, are you going to stay ahead of the decline of the S-curve in that area? Or are you going to figure out new ways to keep up and keep excelling? So the next generation has done it well. You know, here's another illustration. These are simple illustrations. Rehab. You you injure yourself. So the S-curve on your health care <laughs> suddenly starts to deteriorate and you have to rehab yourself. So are you going to decline and not rehab? You know, I had an artificial knee put in. So if I don't decide to excel in rehabbing that knee, then my leg is going to be deficient. 
So you can do this in any area of your life. A lot of things, everything changes in life. Your age changes, your relationships change. So they begin to deteriorate and change and decline. And if you don't start ahead of the curve to realize what's happening and a new burst of energy, a new tact, a new thought process in growing, you're going to be left behind in that sense. Anyways, it have, I learned it in halftime. I went through halftime in 19 or in 2015, and that was an essential part of their helping people to transition into retirement. You know, what are you going to do next? Because your job is going to change. So you're not going to go to work anymore and life changes and it can decline unless you decide with the spirit's help what it is that God wants you to be and do. Every time you change a job, every time two tech, new technology comes out, it's all the same thing. Every time relationships change. So that's kind of the concept. Does that make sense, Randy? Oh, I love it. I mean, it, it's an important point, and you make it well, and you use it well in the in, in every every time I've seen you do it. So it's an important point, and it does help you, I think, and I, I you that's why you use it. But it it helps you make the point that growth is is a key part of the seven essentials. Um, and uh, this is, this idea helps, I think, uh, support your, your, your argument there. Yeah. And let me just add one more thing. And, and that's the value of finishing. Well, that's how this makes sense to me. Life changes. So what are you going to do to anticipate what God has for you in the next season of life? If you don't come to grips with that, you deteriorate and you be, you continue that downhill slide. And we see a lot of people in retirement do that. I have a friend whose grandfather retired at 65 on the day he could go on Social Security. This is years ago. And all he did for the rest of his life was sat on the front porch in a rocking chair and he died within five years. I mean, that's an illustration, a negative illustration where you don't change. You don't anticipate what's going to be different. And you have a slow decline. And I don't want that. You know, we grow every day. So that's our thought. Right. And it's, you know, it, it just makes so much sense. It's a rationale that makes sense to, I hope, common sense to everybody. So the point of this is how we need to find a new, all of us, every single one of us, needs to find a new reserve of energy, don't we? To propel us on to greater goals and and heights, and um, you know, we have in us through life an engine of some sort that pushes us forward. Maybe you could call that engine our interests, our uh, capabilities, our intrigue, our what turns us on, what what sparks us, what helps us get up in the morning and and look forward to the day. So that engine may be purpose, it may be direction. Uh, our motivation, what excites us, right? What, what if anything, excites us? Uh, but it declines over time, as you just said, for, for many reasons. So uh, when things wear out, uh, they kind of lose their effectiveness. Um, and so if we lose our interest and we begin to fade, sometimes simply because we care less about what we've been doing than we used to. Uh, it, it, it's natural that once you're involved in something for a long period of time, that maybe there's uh, that the, the 
interest spark is no longer there. But anyway, we also maybe have a set of skills that we're tired of using. That can happen to people. Uh, I think they get tired of uh, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure that athletes get tired of their sport, but maybe they do get, you know, they say, I can't play that at the level I used to. I still want to follow it, though. So, that Randy, that's a good I'm going to jump in here. That's a good illustration of the S-curve. You can't play the game the way you used to at 35 that you did at your 25. So the S-curve begins to diminish. So the question is, what are you doing in your early 30s to work ahead of that decline and anticipate what is next for you and how you're going to keep growing and using the skills that you have? You may not be able to use them on the court, but where can you use them and what does God want for you if you're a Christian? And then another illustration of that is how many athletes lose all the money that they have earned by not thinking ahead about good planning after they leave the sport and leave their earning power on the baseball field or the court or wherever it is. You know, a lot of athletes fail in doing this. So, you know, it, it works for any area of life. You know, yes. nothing stays the same. It will not keep this upward trend all your life. Something will change. It'll begin to deteriorate. Yeah. And as we saw the slope in this curve, the S curve, look it up, folks. The sigmoid curve, S-I-G-M-O-I-D, sigmoid curve. Look it up for yourself. Google it. It's out there. And you'll see that the natural order of things is decline at, at some point. We peak. And it, it's just natural. And depending on and that curve, I know it shows on the research curve, it's a, a nice gentle slope down, but it might be a drop-off, Al. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be a drop-off. And people get depressed with the idea that I no longer have what I used to. I don't have my job. I don't have my interests. I, I can't do I can't play my game. They won't take me anymore. Yeah. Well, I, this I'm done. You know, they're kind of like, I'm done. I can't do anything. I'm going to go sit in a chair. That's the point. This is the point of tragedy in life, in a sense. You know, Proverbs 24.10, I think it is, if you're slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. On Monday of this week, we're recording this on a Friday, four friends who I know of were killed in an airplane crash outside of San Antonio. Uh, they were all staff members at a church. And so everything changes. Uh, I mean, when 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 tragedy hits like that, that there is really no way to prepare for it. And it's a precipitous drop off, as you know. Yes. But again, you have to rebuild your life. God is is sovereign. He works all things according to good, to the purposes that he has. So but it takes time and energy to get yourself back in the playing field and process all this. It does. Hal. So uh, we if we take that seriously, and I hope help. All our listeners do. A new source of energy might be required here. Uh, and the question is, where do we find that new source of energy? Well, um, we believe we're glad you are here, and we're glad you are believers out there who understand how important your faith is to this issue. Uh, Finishing Well Ministries hopes each of you can, uh, you know, kind of tune in to a new source of insight, uh, of energy, of light, of encouragement, because the Holy Spirit can help you in this process. 
I think you know that in your heart of hearts as a Christian. The Holy Spirit will help me with this if I tune in, if I have an interest in it, if I pay attention to it, if I uh, allow myself to pray about it and to, 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 to look for something that will help me. And our point is you're going to come because the Holy Spirit's going to help you with this. You're going to have that moment, Hal, an aha moment, so to speak where there is a sudden burst of insight or discovery that points each of us to some kind of response and action we were meant to provide all along uh, in this new season of our life, but we just didn't pay attention or notice it yet. It will happen if you get on God's playing field and, and start looking. So what we mean by that is, and then I'm going to turn it back to you, Hal. I, I, I think this point is a good one, but uh, we're near the end here, is that if you, it really it's almost a fervent desire of ours that each person have that crucial moment. Uh, maybe it comes in the middle of Hal talking about the seven essentials or hearing it or looking at the series online, or in your Bible study somewhere. And uh, up until that point, you go, well, you haven't even been thinking about it. Or you go, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's lots of stuff I can do. Anyway, our approach is simple. We want to just make you aware of that challenge and the call that you already have with the Lord. We want to make you aware that you offer something already to the party. You bring, um, you know, we, we want to suggest to you that there are many avenues you can go down to get on this playing field and assure you that you already have what it takes and encourage you. So we believe that, that you can and that you, uh, that you should get to that moment of awareness and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in this. And then what comes from that? Well, it's amazing. It just you you will be amazed at yourself, but it will ignite a new fire in you. It will encourage you to use your given capabilities. Um, it will probably make a difference for others because what you're doing with your life is using it to pay attention to others, to facilitate things for them, to support them, to. To, to get to encourage them to get a, a new relationship with Christ, uh, to um, to help them in some way, to help your church in some way, to, to find a ministry that you like in some way, not necessarily to start one, but to just join one um, and to finish your life well. So that's my point, Hal. Well, Randy, I think it's a good point. Thanks for bringing it up. Let me kind of summarize it in just a minute or two. You know, I think of Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it for what he is going to do in it in our lives. There is this sense of expectation as I anticipate what God wants me to be and to do. And it never stops in life. You know, through the aging years, through transitions of all sorts, God has orchestrated our life. You know, another quick thought here. Uh, I love what P 
Peter says in Second Peter 1, I think it's around verse 12, he says, I'm not going to say anything new to you. Everything I'm going to say you've already heard. So Peter never thought of the sigmoid curve idea, but he did think about growth. And that's the key. Second Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So how am I going to keep growing through all the changes, transitions in all of life and stay on my cutting edge? And it's a challenge as all of this is forged out in our mind, our heart, and our life. Habit changes. All the things that need to happen, like you said, Randy, to have that aha aha moment that God has designed to help me grow. So I think that's true of all of life. And our next podcast, Randy, actually, we're going to get into some physical illustrations on this. But before we get there, I'm going to close this out. You and I were part of a Zoom call on Tuesday afternoon, which is really We fat. were, Hal. We were. There, there was a, a 65-year-old person in Managua, Nicaragua. Actually, we had people from three different continents, Asia, right. uh, Central America, the North American continent. Sri Lanka. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, just amazing how this guy in Managua, Nicaragua, understood that God wanted him to go there and teach in a, in a school. So here he, he and his wife move to a different continent, a different country, and they teach. You know, so somewhere along the line, they had an aha moment. This is what God wants us to do to keep growing. So I think that's an illustration. And we're going to talk more about these in the next podcast. Yes, but yes we will. Yes, anyways, we will. thanks, Randy, for bringing this up. Uh, let's keep growing. Thanks, Al. Share it with your small group. Discuss it. Uh, go to our website. Uh, th there is a video that introduces the seven essentials in which I talk about this directly for a minute or two. Anyways, God bless you. Have a great day. Support our ministry. Pray for us. And give us some feedback on this. You know, what's going on in your life? How's he helping you to grow? And Randy and I will give you some more illustrations of this on our next podcast. So thanks for joining us. God bless you, and let's keep pressing on for him. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.